This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Hello, everybody. Yes, Bubbles. I don't know why I record my solos with my dogs in the room now, but I do. And I just, it gives me like an adrenaline rush. Like, are they going to bark and completely ruin the episode? Like, we just don't know. And it's exciting. Anyways, I am recording this episode early. Usually I record it a couple days before it's released, but I am recording this on Friday because my mamere and I are flying to LA, I was going to say Toronto, on Tuesday. So Monday is a PA day. Milo might go and play at school all day. They have like a YMCA thing. Um, But my mamere could be here on Monday. Like, I don't know what's happening. So I'm going to have to pack. Like, we just want to bring a carry-on because the airports with the luggage has just been crazy. So we're going to try to just bring carry-ons. I bought these really cool backpacks. Um, So we'll see what happens. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is that's why I'm recording this early. Um, I put up a question box, like an anonymous question box to do kind of like a a dear Renee, like ask Renee anything. Um, So there's kind of a mix of like people wanting advice versus people asking me things about myself. So I screenshot some of the questions. So let's get into it, shall we? I hope my camera doesn't die. There was 25% left. I just took a drink without announcing it. But anyways, okay, here we go. The first question says, okay, their mother-in-law and sister-in-law live together. The sister-in-law has a two-year-old And the mother-in-law offers to watch her children, like the person that's writing in the question. Um, But when she does, it always like ends up she encourages the worst behaviors. Is there a kind way to say this behavior isn't acceptable in our household? Which is then implying like obviously you guys are okay with this behavior, but we're not. Um, or is it okay to decline her watching her child? Um, 
I, again, I am not a people pleaser. I am totally okay with like setting boundaries, like saying what's what. Like I remember a long time ago, I gave the example of people, which is like, I understand why people do it. I've probably done it in my life too. Um, If kids don't want to give them like a hug goodbye or like a kiss goodbye, they're like, oh, you're going to make me sad. Like, you know, and to me, like, because I am aware now of certain things, like what you should and shouldn't do, mostly because I do this podcast and I get to talk to experts in all these different areas, I stopped it like right in the moment. Like I made it kind of like a joke. Like I'm not upset. Like I'm not judging you because you're doing that. But like, oh, hey, like, like you're not supposed to do that. Like you shouldn't make kids feel bad because they don't want to give you physical affection. So that's like a well-known thing in my family now. Like it happened. I addressed it in the moment and it's done and it's over with. And people are like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know. But again, not everybody's family is so like, open to receiving that kind of information, some people are going to get super defensive, which is unfortunate. If it were me in this situation, I would just bring it up. Like, oh, like I notice after so-and-so comes home from your house, he's, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Like, we have been trying to, like, work with him on not doing that. Like, do you think it's possible to you know, go along with how we do things in our house or like if you can use specific examples, I think that would be the best thing. Like, so for example, oh, like when Johnny comes over to your house, like if he's, you know, playing rough with his cousin, like we're trying to work with him on not, you know, hitting other kids. Like, can you do this? Like, this is what we have been doing in our house. You know what I mean? Like just give an explanation. Don't, you don't have to give an explanation for why, you want them to do that. You just have to be matter of fact. Like, oh, we're trying to do this in our house. Like, can you do the same thing when he or she is over here? And if not, like, I would just start to decline them watching your kid. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just me. And I'm sure some people might be like, oh my God, like it's going to be a huge thing. And it's like, the whole thing about like how somebody responds to your boundary is none of your business. Like it's the same kind of thing, you know? Um, they should be fine with it. It should it should be a non-issue, but I understand that some people are going to get defensive and be like, oh my God, like she thinks that we, we don't, you think we don't know how to parent? Like, you know, I parented my kids and they turned out fine. You know what I mean? Like people, but that's their issue. It's not your issue. Like, what's more important to you? How, like, what your child is taught and, like, you know, addressing certain behaviors in a certain way. Like, what's more important? Hopefully, you can bring it up and it's just, like, a non-issue and it's like, oh, okay, no problem. But I understand that some people are not that, um, not able to receive feedback or boundaries. So... I would like read the situation and then decide from there. Like, I don't know what kind of people they are. You know what I mean? But you also have to bring it up in like a non-confrontational way and more so just like, hey, like, you know. Um, Okay. 
this one I like. So someone says, my in-laws have smart comments, meaning like attitude comments or like, you know, when things like unsolicited advice kind of comments. Uh, I'm never able to respond in time. Then I think and dwell and have a response like 24 hours later, which obviously creates more stress and resentment than I may already have. What's a quick line I could say in return instantly? Um, I wish she would have given examples of the kinds of things that they say because it's hard for me to just come up with like a general line. But I totally relate to the idea of, you know, hearing something and like it doesn't sit with you properly and then you like ruminate on it for 24 hours and you're like building up this argument in your head. But meanwhile, like the comment has come and gone and like everybody else has moved on, but you're like, (gasps) okay, so usually in the moment, if somebody, and I've given the example before of whenever Milo was a baby or whenever Milo was crying as a baby, uh, I would always like go pick him up, go take him from whoever was holding him. Um, Like I didn't care. Like my baby's crying. I comfort him the best. So I am going to go get him and hold him. I don't care if that's right or wrong. Like I don't care what parenting book says you should do that. You shouldn't do that. It's what I wanted to do in that moment. So I don't really care what you know, people say you should do or shouldn't do. So somebody made the comment that was like, you know, every time he cries, you can't just go pick him up. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, yeah, again, like he's like, I, you know, grew him inside of me and birthed him. And now when he cries, I want to pick him up. So I'm going to pick him up. Um, I didn't say that in the moment, but in the moment I just said, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to like, I want to end of story, you know? It's kind of strange, like, so many people say these kind of, like, uh, like, just, like, passing by comments of, like, oh, like, you know, you don't have to do that every time they do this, or, you know, if you do that, they're gonna, they're not gonna know how to, like, soothe themselves, or, you know, like, people will just, like, say things, and you can just say in the moment, like, no, actually, yeah, like, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, that's how we're going to do it. Like, I feel most comfortable picking him up when he's crying. So I'm just going to continue doing that. But thanks for your two cents, you know? Um, So if it's like parenting comments, like giving advice or like, oh, like you shouldn't do that. Or I would just say like, no, Uh, like this is how we want to do it. And people just need to understand that every set of parents they're going to do things differently than another set of parents. So I can imagine a lot of grandparents are comparing grandchildren, like, like between families. So like, oh, so-and-so they're doing baby led weaning. And they told me all these benefits of baby led weaning. And shouldn't you be trying that with little Johnny? And like, you can just be like, no, like we're not comfortable doing that. So we're going to do it this way. End of story. Like literally end of story. Like You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to be like, well, look at this research. This is saying this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what what do you want to do in your family? So if it's little comments like that, I would just in the moment be like, oh, like, no, we're not going to do it that way. Like, no, we're doing it this way. And like, that's it. 
Like, I don't know. Like, write me back and give me some examples of comments and I will, like, directly respond to those comments. Honestly, it would bring me so much joy to do that. Um... Somebody says, how do you balance the mental load of parenting knowledge, which is like, honestly, so much of like whenever I ask my mom about her experience parenting young children, because she had three kids, the like the one thing that we always chat about is the lack of her having like the internet, social media, Pinterest, like all these things where you get bombarded with information. It was more so about just like doing what works for you and what you feel was right in that moment. It wasn't like, oh, but this study says this and this says this and all these like conflicting, you know, schools of thought and like opinions and oh my God, the freaking opinions that people have. There wasn't any of that. And I try to, like, sure, I love research. I love looking into things. um, But I don't let it affect, like, I'm not going to do something that makes me miserable or that I don't think is right, like, in my gut for whatever reason. Like, I have anxiety. I, whatever. I'm going to do what works for us. So, for example, baby led weaning. Tried it once. I bought all the books when I was pregnant. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is the best. It wasn't the best for me. It wasn't the best for me. I tried sweet potato, I think was the first thing, or maybe like an avocado thing. He like started gagging on his first bite. And I was like, okay, put that away. I'm just going to zing this up and puree it and call it a day. I wasn't going to have raging anxiety three times a day trying to feed Milo didn't work for me. Um, So while I think, you know, research and experts advice and all of that is great, like the information out there is useful and great to have. It can also like, just like confuse us. And I put what works best for us and me and Milo and our family, I put that before what someone considers best practice at this time, you know, because in five years, whatever people are saying to do right now is going to change. So I don't, I, I educate myself and I look into things, but at the end of the day, it's like what works for us. Um, and what works for us is not going to be what works for the next person and that's okay. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 
13 to 14 grams of protein and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kid's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Oh, somebody asked about the progress on the greeting card idea. Like, hello, like, where have you been? I did an entire collection with Under the Stairs Paper Co., we have cards for IVF, for visitors after giving birth, for same-sex parents, for C-section, for fourth trimester, like just cards for moms. So check that out. It's Under the Stairs Paper Co. Um, you can get it if you click the link in my bio on Instagram. There's a link, I think, that goes directly there. Oh, this is a good one. So somebody says or asks, do you feel panic at the idea of letting Milo go out into the world one day? She says, I have two boys, three and one, and I want to vomit each time I have a thought of them like walking home from school alone, driving a car, getting into bar fights, flying on an airplane. 
She says, I know I survived all of my dumb choices, but as a mom now, wow, the fear. I understand, like I can relate to this somewhat, but I was thinking about it. I try to separate, like this is going to sound strange, but like I try to separate Milo from me. Like he is his own person. Like I try to think about what my life was. Like I have my life, all my experiences, like going to school, like friends, like all this stuff. He is going to have that same thing on his own. Like his life is its own thing, if that makes sense. It's, I can like visualize it in my brain, but it's kind of hard to explain. Like he is going to have bad experiences. Like that's just going to happen. Will we be there to support him and hopefully be like a significant part of his life and help him through like difficult things? Sure. But at the end of the day, like he is going to live his own life separate from us, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, when they're young, obviously thinking about these things that are going to be happening far in the future can be overwhelming because like he's in kindergarten and our biggest struggle right now was him not wearing his new Spider-Man costume to school But eventually the problems, and a lot of people say this, like as they become teenagers, there's still things that you struggle with and problems to deal with. But as they get older, those things become more serious. So it's not about wearing a Spider-Man costume to school, which at the end of the day is not a big deal. It's like, oh, you worry about him you know, getting in with the wrong crowd and like people like exposing him to drugs or do you know what I mean? And it is, it's scary. It's the world that we live in. Oh my God, like social media. I didn't grow up with social media. I think Facebook started when I was in university. So like that, like social media and just like the internet and what it is, freaks me out um like how to navigate that with kids if like all their friends have cell phones and they're the only ones that don't like sleepovers like I'm just uncomfortable with that kind of stuff but I do think it's not like we run into these things like super fast like boom all of a sudden we have this issue like I think these things will slowly roll out and you're going to be able to prepare better mentally prepare them over the course of time, like before those things become an issue or something that you have to navigate. So I do relate to what you're saying, but I'm also like, let's take it one day at a time. Let's just do like the best that we can right now to set him up to be successful and make good choices down the road. But at the end of the day, like he is going to live his own life separate from us. So 
Anyways, I don't know if that answers your question, but do, 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 come on. Okay, next one. Oh my God. Okay, so she says, I'm married with three kids under eight years old. She's a stay-at-home mom and she homeschools her kids. Like, wow. Um, she says, my husband is a good husband and father. And I get told I'm so lucky, except he's obsessed with this game on his phone and I would leave him over it if that was rational. Help. He's not present and it's so frustrating. I would not be okay with this and you need to have a conversation. As awkward and uncomfortable as it might be to be like, And like, I have had this kind of conversation with my husband before and we're going to have another one. Um, The thing about him coming home and going straight to the dishes, it's the same kind of thing. Like I wanted connection. I wanted him to be present with Milo and I. And while sure, doing the dishes looks better on paper than playing a game on his phone, it's the same thing. Like it's still a need that you have that's not being met and they may be unaware, you know. I would explain that to him in a way that's not, you always do this, like, you're not present, blah, blah, blah. Instead, I would flip it and be like, I'm feeling this way when you're on your phone. I wish our evenings would look like this instead. Like, is there a way that we can compromise and start doing things together so that we can connect more or we can be more present with each other? I would make it like a we thing as opposed to like, why are you doing this? And oftentimes, like the other day, I always put myself in Milo's shoes Um, obviously he goes, he's obsessed with his dad. His dad comes home from work and oftentimes he will like get stuff sorted in the kitchen and like, you know, do up a couple dishes in the sink. And then he sits down and he'll pull out his laptop and start checking things for work. And the other day I was like, what are you like, what are you doing on your laptop? Because sometimes, and I'm sure lots of people will relate to this, It's almost like I would rather you stay at work an extra 20 minutes to do whatever it is you're doing right now, get it over with, focus, be in your office, and then come home and just be present with us instead of pulling out your laptop. Milo is so excited that you're home. I'm also excited. Like sometimes I'm on my phone doing stuff, but it's also because my husband's sitting there with his laptop and like he'll pull out his laptop for like 10 minutes. This is not like he's sitting on his phone, you know, dinking around for hours, but it's still, um, sometimes I'm, I, I ask him like, is that something that you could do after Milo goes to bed? You know, like little changes. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because oftentimes I bring something up to my husband and he's like, oh my God, like you go on your phone too. Like I check emails all the time on my phone, especially because I deal with a lot of people on the West Coast. I will get work emails until like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. 
So I do, like I check my email, if it's important, I'll respond. So I get it, I need to work on this as well, which is why it's important to bring it to the table as like a, let's like let's try and restructure our evenings. Like when you come home from work, here's how maybe we can change things so that it's more enjoyable for Milo and he's not like acting up trying to get his attention because he's like trying to like look at things for work If we can push that till after he goes to bed, then I check my emails, you can check your work stuff, and then we can do something together. It's just having an honest conversation um, and not, like it's nobody's fault, but if they're unaware of how that is making you feel, like you can't it's not like you can't fault them for it. It has to be something that's discussed. So that's my two cents on that one. Oh my God, it's 24 minutes. I feel like I've been talking for five minutes. Okay, let's get to a couple more. Um, somebody says, okay, and this is, I'm just going to explain something about, about me. Somebody says, whatever happened to your goal of prepping and cooking meals? I still have that goal. Do I suck at it? Yes, I do. Um, they say, was that just made up to promote sponsored stuff? No, I don't know that I've ever promoted meal prep stuff. Did I do a Hello Fresh? Anyways, we used to do the meal services all the time, like Hello Fresh, Good Food, like all those things, which are incredible. But my problem is even with those, I don't want to make them. Like they give you the instructions, all the ingredients. So like half the battle is done, but I still don't even want to make the food. Like I I hate cooking. So we looked into some places that give you like ready-made meals But because of where we live, like we're not right in the city. So there's limited options for that. There has been butternut squash soup ingredients on my counter since Sunday. So for almost a week now, because my intention, my goal was to make a butternut squash soup. Has that happened? No. That is literally always my goal. If I won the lottery, I would be hiring a chef yesterday. I I care so much about like nutrition and gut health and but that like interest and care does not match up with wanting to cook and prep and all those things. So I really struggle. It's something that like drives me nuts. And I also have like ADD and I think like after learning about this cycle stuff, like right now I'm very much in like a, okay, let's do everything. Let's do this. Like, woo woo. Um, My period's almost over, but like the last two weeks, like I'll have Doritos for dinner. Like I go up and down with like being proactive and wanting to prep things, like make my super elaborate oatmeal with all like my fiber stuff and berries and magnesium. And like I go up and down and I swear it's related to my cycle and also 
ADHD. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. I have this meal plan. I have all these meals, like Pinterest, like, let's do it. Buy all the stuff. Sits on my counter for like two weeks. So yeah, I struggle with that. Um, is it to promote something? No. If, if, if I'm promoting something, it'll say like hashtag ad on the thing, just so you know. Um, Okay, last one. I've talked about this before. Oh, quickly. Did you take your husband's last name when you got married? No, I didn't. Why or why not? Paperwork. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Like, no, thank you. I would love, like, I would love to have the same name as my child's because I think that's just a nice thing. Um, Don't want to do the paperwork. Also, when we got married, I was still in my PhD and I have published a lot of research with my name. So if I continued, which I thought I was going to, in the path of like academia, I didn't want to lose all those publications that I have by changing my name because my name on all my research is my name, not my husband's name. So that's also like a lot of people that are in academia and publish research, don't change their names when they get married for that reason. Um, But yeah, paperwork, no thank you. Um, What was this other one that I was going to answer before we go? Oh, dream job. Um, When I am older and my husband's like retired, Milo's, you know, in university or whatever, I would love to be a critic of resorts, restaurants, spas, like all those kinds of things. I would be so good at it. I always think like, Renee, you should get started now though. And like, maybe I'll open, I'll start like an Instagram account where I just leave like honest AF reviews about places. I would love that. Um, It's something I think about all the time. I would love to do that so much. And then also I have this dream of like when I'm older, having a little shop on like a cute little downtown street, like renting a shop and just like curating a bunch of like home goods and like food and maybe having like a little cafe and yeah, like fresh flowers, books, knickknacks. So that's my dream job. Um, Yeah. So that's it for now. Um, if you don't already know, we are on YouTube, full video episodes. It's so much work and like people watch them, but like not a lot. And so I'm like, what am I doing? But anyways, I'm just going to keep doing it because it's fun and I want to record the videos anyways. So yes, go check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. The Mom Room Podcast Instagram account is like taken off. It's at the Mom Room Podcast. TikTok, Instagram at Renee Rena with the little underscore. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned to hear about our Harry Styles trip to LA. That'll be epic. Maybe I'll do the next solo with my mamere from LA. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.